Hey, Andrew. Hey, Chris. Welcome to Bricks. <laughs> I had to do it. Bricks up to it. Brick, bricking up to it. I gotta say, first of all, if you're not watching Bricks and Beer, or even listening to it, but I don't know, I don't know, you can listen to it anymore. I think it's a must-watch now. It's yeah, it's it's a little more visually interesting, I suppose. It's these days. a little more. Oh man, <laughs> it's um. Well, if we we can get Jeff to stop being really quiet. Like his levels need to go way up. If I'm gonna be that guy, yeah, yeah, I've been working on that. I've been working I, on I'm that. sure you're aware. <laughs> uh, the the problem is is that we're trying to do like half decent production with editing and stuff, and like I do not have production equipment. My poor little laptop is on the struggle bus all the time. Um, is that uh, are you doing iMovie? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's easy, dude. It's like it's relatively easy. So yeah. there's certain things that are kind of like a pain in the dick that are unique to it. But I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like you know the magic of the internet. You just Google something. Yeah, I want to do this, and then you figure out how to do it. Despite popular belief, I I can do video editing. I have done video editing. I went to school for video editing, <laughs> but I choose not to do video editing. <laughs> It's way easier that way. Um, it the, is. The shows, the shows take a lot more time on the back end now, like post-production-wise, of chopping and screwing and insetting things and wackiness. But uh, I suppose I, it's worth it. It's probably I, a more entertaining show now. I think it is. It's um, better visuals. I feel like I, I could use to, uh, to listen to it. But I don't think I can take it in without watching most, if not all, of it now. Mm, and it's yeah. uh, your your shit with the pirate character. <laughs> <laughs> you got to check out Bricks and Beer. He's um he's rolling them out too. It's it's infrequent, but he's got like eighty some episodes, so yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. We we put in a lot of work towards the end of last year. There there was a lot going on. Um, there'll be more. I mean, it's just. That's one of those things, like, I, I do them as the, the build content is available for them. Um, bigger the build, sometimes the better, sometimes not. Sometimes, like, the smaller builds are more fun. But uh, the the last one was definitely, like, the most amount of work I've done. It's it's clearly the most intense and craziest episode yet. So I think, uh, uh, I, I guess, go watch it. I think from like a, a production standpoint, my favorite thing you've done is when you move the image, in, like the physical, like the sketchbook, the phone, whatever, you move it towards the screen, and then right, right when it gets near the screen, you cut to overlay. the overlay, yeah. and I was like, yes! I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's seamless, like I'm putting it there and it's there, but you get the idea and it's, it's it works. Enough. Well, then you know that it's, it's snapped a real, to grid. <laughs> it's a real tangible thing, right? Like it's not just a, hey, let me talk over some, some slideshow kind of shit. Yeah, and then all, all I start thinking about is the behind the scenes stuff. Like, all right, so is he still in presenter mode when he's doing his voiceover? for that thing because he's in the moment he knows what he wants to talk about and he'll edit an overlay so you don't even see him but is he still doing the show old school style talking about this this picture he's holding yeah pretty much i mean there's there's like just to give you a, a peek behind the curtain like there is things where i kind of know 
like segments of the show and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to cut and it's going to go to here. So like, I will actually like not do the whole thing in one long run. Um, but because of all the years of doing it uncut, like it's way easier for me just to keep going. Like you hit the the flow state of, I'm just going to talk about this thing. And then, you know, as, as it makes sense, I try to like put images to words because uh, it, it shortens things quite a bit. Like it's, it's interesting to people like you and I to talk about Lego down to like a crazy intense detail. Um, but the thing is like pictures are way more quick of a communication. So instead of me telling you about there's this Batman poly bag with this thing and it's silver and it looks like a plunger, you know, you can just be like, bang, here's a visual. <laughs> now, now I don't have to like struggle to communicate what I'm trying to communicate to you. Um, and I, I like I like that you do it like that, where you're it's 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 still like one take, and you're using that audio with um, an, a still image as the video for those portions. It's something I I like the way you do it. Dare I say better than the way Bobby does it, where you can clearly tell. He's got two different uh, audio sections. He's got yeah. his sitting well, behind the table talking levels with one microphone. Then he's got his voiceover levels with a different microphone. If he was, if he was to do that voiceover section just in the same place with the same microphone, it would all be seamless sound-wise. Yeah, yeah. I think the the challenge with all of that though is that when you're doing the, like an intense amount of editing, it's clearly easier just to like do the voiceover and like talk over a slideshow than have to be in like full presenter mode. Um, especially for him. Cause he wears the fucking silly mask. <laughs> like, that hey, yo, hey, yo, there go Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> the, that I still be, say uh, that like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Bill Burr's the best part of star Wars for me right now. Yeah. Dude. And, and Bobby time. must be so happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's a it's been fun. It's it's a it's a new wacky adventure. We're we're trying to step up production values a little bit. So the hopefully the builds and the actual Lego content is equally as good as the the hijinks of the show. Yeah, I I think so. Um, I I like that you got the whole like Wacklug crew just kind of. Um, whoever whoever wants to be in can be in whoever yeah, is yeah, has relevant well, content there's there's things that we do as groups or talk about as groups and it, it makes sense to get those dudes opinion and whatnot and like especially in these weird times where you can't fucking leave your house it's you know it's even more important i think to kind of have the virtual hang because the the in-person hangs are a, a thing of the before times well, did you um, did you get anything recently? Did you rush out today to buy Ninjago City Gardens? I did not. I did not. I'm uh, I'm trying to taper my my Lego getting of things. I did buy a creator set. I bought that Spirus creator set. Yeah, it's a three in one. This little ten dollars set comes with this dude. He's the Spirus dude. Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah, I, so cool. when uh, when that when the images of that figure leaked, I saw them on Instagram, but I didn't realize it was in a creator set. I didn't know where it was. I thought it might have been a CMF or something. 
Yeah, I'm actually really stoked that it's in a career set because then you actually get decent parts and like it's cool. Any like, parts, yeah. yeah. It's like I I like creator just from a kind of like a vote with your dollar kind of standpoint. Like I think it's what Lego really should be about at at the core is like it's not just what's in the box. The box is a world of possibilities and Right. Crazy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been saying since episode 1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> preach the the usual shit. <laughs> yeah, you buy the X wing, you build the X wing, you put the X wing on the shelf. The X wing has dust on it now. Well, not, that's, that's, rather, that's that is not that is not Lego. I'd much rather buy a silly creator set for a fig than buy like a CMF. Even though CMFs are rad, like this this is more good. <laughs> yeah, awesome, and I'm glad it's a cheap one too because that's a it's a cool figure yeah. to get. Yeah, it's like, it's you know it's one of those things where it's like it, it's. What Lego does that always gives me the the feelies is, you know, it's, there's a small set and it comes with a dude and it gives you a, an insight into the world. And, like, it's not, you know, they could have done this thing where they go, like, oh, well, you nerds, we know you, you want one of these throwback figures. We'll put it in the $100 set. Like Zuckus. Like Putting Zuckus in, the, in the Slave 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Zuckus problem. So I'm Do glad you- to suffer from that. So have I, you uh besides that that's really it you know you didn't uh chase the space police guys in series 21 no i got one um and i got i got one of the bad guys uh i i have a theory about this actually oh so they released this this space police one dude who's legit he's rad like i like this dude um and then they released the alien minor dude I think is really black drawn too. I think <laughs> that's the, the deal. Like the color match is too good. Yeah. Also, if you if you put air tanks on this dude, then he can rotate his head. Whereas, like, if he doesn't have the air tanks, his head's pretty much like stuck because you know you need the uh, the elevation because yeah, the, the elevation yeah. for his little rebreather. Um, which this sculpt on this head, this is rad. Like, this is actually probably my my favorite of the bunch just because it's like such a wacky thing and they're doing the co-molding thing and the printing is on point it's like i don't know if i've ever considered blacktron being like alien and that anatomical aliens of any any sort well so i I I mean i get it but i don't think i've ever considered maybe they're not all humanoid Hmm. well this is based on my uh space place three you know, mythos and ideology, which is all criminals are alien and all, <laughs> all space police enforcers are uh, white dudes. And um, it only makes sense, dude. Like, in this way, there's literally, like, and you know he's a bad guy because he comes with a crowbar. He could just be a minor. Isn't he? Like, isn't it like a prison jumpsuit? It's like a prison in? jumpsuit with a crowbar, and he comes with, like, a, a, you know, a space diamond. So he's clearly, like, you know, a bad guy. Space diamond, <laughs> dude. It's, uh, it's legit. <laughs> uh, so I picked those guys up, and then I picked up uh, Tom Hanks. That was the other one. I, I feel like those three are the three to get. I I don't pay attention to CMFs anymore. Um, oh, Tom Hanks is legit. You know who I'm talking about the Castaway. Uh, yeah, the Castaway dude, because he comes with the crab. Yes, and the crab is, is the, amazing. Is the shell a separate piece? So the shell is a, uh, a swirly poop piece and a okay. hollow 
one by one round. And then the crab itself um, has a bar. Okay. Which I think is brilliant. Like, which means you can do other things. You can put wackier things on top of the crab. <laughs> so, like, if I needed to. It's going to be a crabuary. I could uh, pop this off. And here we go. We'll make, we'll make a little crab tank for you. I have an uncut. Here he is. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I guess, I, but, like, my Lego pickups have been pretty pretty small. I'm trying to keep kind of things on the on the low a little bit. Um, I haven't I, mean, I haven't got any Lego. We, we just saw some trade-in last weekend for the first time in maybe a month. It was okay. it was bad. It was it had a lot of hair in it. Ooh. <laughs> it always does. It. People love pets and they love putting their pets in the Lego. Yeah, and, and gum and crayons and all the all the junk. Uh we, we went through it in record time because despite me continuously raising the price of a pound of bulk on eBay, it keeps selling. I, so I currently I, I have a friend who he's not an A full in the this sense. But he I've known him for a couple of years now and he has a daughter who's like five, six. Um so she's like prime Lego time. And they moved to this house and he started like acquiring more and more Lego after hanging out with me and like his daughter Chloe was like it's the best, like it's you know a playground when you come over here. Um, so he now has a Lego room, <laughs> like a, <laughs> they have like a attic room, and he's bought sorting drawers and stuff, and is like starting to sort his Lego. And so the question he goes to me with multiple times now is, how can I just buy Lego by the pound? And <laughs> I'm like, Dude, like. You, you can try to buy it from Lego Direct, but it's it's a fucking shit show, and like it's not going to be great. You can try to buy it on Bricklink, but like you're not going to be able to do it. So it's eBay. It's eBay or nothing. Like eBay. It's it's the the Goodwill website. It's um, like Facebook Marketplace. It's it. I would say it's pretty heavy in the local type of buying, more yeah. so. In, unless you just want to roll the dice on ebay as far as what you're gonna get not the legitimacy yeah. of it some of my some, like my pre-bricklink days uh when i was in college sort of like the height of ebay hype i was buying uh, just like gray lego by the pound and like it would just be like i saw some photos i saw i know there's gonna be these parts I hope the rest is cool, and you would just get a couple of Ziploc bags of fucking Lego. Yeah. It was dope, dude. It was so rad. The, the Lego um, I sell on eBay is completely blind. It's missing everything that I pull out of it. So I don't know oh, if it's yeah. 30% of raw, or maybe even less. And I, I there's no non-Lego in there, because we go through it really well. Yeah. And I sell by the pound. I have it jacked up to $25 a pound shipped right now. And you can select as many pounds as you want. Most people buy one or two. And it's by, can... just by color? Is that how no, no, it's completely mixed. Oh, wow. Okay. This is everything that we didn't pull out to list on Bricklink. 
So hmm. not that much. A lot of tires. A lot like of the detritus. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like... It's. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I haven't really gotten any complaints. Yeah, well, when you, buy, when you buy weed, um, there's this thing called keef, and keef is basically the shit that just falls to the bottom. Yeah, it's it's just kind of similar, you know. It's like the the leftovers, the <laughs> the silt, if you will. It's like a it's like a powder um, kind of consistency, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar to the Lego still. It's always just the like, here's a bunch of Technic bushings. and So that's the thing. We take out all Technic now. We take oh, out yeah. studs. We take out cheese. We take out all Technic axles and connectors and anything Technic. It's, and we take, we started taking out all wedges and slopes and curved slopes and things like that. So it's, I don't even know what's left. You could tell me, but I've sold almost a thousand pounds in that manner. That's incredible. In the last like year and a half, it seems it seems like um, you know, it it definitely wasn't worth it. But the pandemic seems to have done your business incredibly well. If if the let me tell you, if the pandemic never happened, I I I don't know that I'd still be in business. Like yeah, it completely turned everything around in my life. It's great. It's great. Awesome. Keep it rolling. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, like, somebody, we got to get something positive out of the last 18 months. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that um, I sold 1.3 million parts in 2020. That's what. Flex on them. Flex on them. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to sell 2 million parts this year. I don't know if that's an unrealistic goal, but I'm going for it. I'm at, I'm at 60,000 so far for the year. All right. That's, in, that's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about it. And I just, I've been buying out my consigners just to get my expenses up and to make them happy because they're just getting their money faster than expected. Yeah. And yeah. turning the, the, the Brickling store more and more into my own parts. So it'll, my expenses will be higher, but then I'll make money longer kind of thing. Let me, let me ask you about this. Um, and this, I mean, this conversation could go anywhere, so it's kind of, you know, whatever. That's what it does. You and I rapping back and forth. Have you put thought, I mean, I'm sure you have, and I don't know how much of this you want to make public, but like Lego bought BrickLink, right? And the idea, one of the working theories is that part of the reason why they bought BrickLink is to kill it. Yeah. If that happens, have you thought about like what your alternatives are? Is there, do you think there'll be a new BrickLink that will pop up, or will you have to just be like, "It's the clutch show now." Here's my website. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm starting a website as intricate. <laughs> yeah, with as that million millions of catalog parts. And... Yeah, I they, there's always Brick Owl to go to for now. Okay. Everyone everyone wants me to join Brick Owl. What they don't realize is that if I join Brick Owl, guess who's not making as many sales? You. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's probably an inaccurate way to look at it is well it would it e seems like if if the apocalypse comes it would be easy enough to port it over just go okay we're we were on BrickLink, now we're on BrickL. that's the new normal yeah and i'm sure there'll be other sites you that pop out, up. You'll, you'll figure it out yeah um, and i do kind of feel like that is one of those things where like 
that black market economy has been around for decades now. So like if Lego shuts down on one website, that doesn't stop the the flow of commerce. It's like naturally yeah. something will gravitate. And because there's money involved, it, it won't be like the demise of Flickr where there wasn't an, an alternative that like has really risen up um, out of the ashes, if you will. But I feel like that's because there's no money in it. Like nobody's gonna be like, "Oh shit, you can't take high res photos of your Lego models and drop little notes on them and put them in groups and shit." Like, there's no money in that. So yeah, but there's money in in fucking slang and Lego, especially gangster amounts of Lego, like you it, do. It is something that that bothers me in that I, I've set all this up over uh, over a decade of time, and if. It's all dependent on the platform I sell on, which it's tough being as big as you can be, but still being on someone else's coattails. Yeah. Well, and and if, if, if like, it's not like I, I'm on Bricklink's coattails and then Bricklink was on Lego's coattails, but now they are the same coattail. Yeah. And, and you can't do what they do. Like, that is a very... Con- it's, it's not just selling lego it's the the inventory management and the the hive mind way that bricklink works of people uploading set inventories and like all this shit so like you can just as a seller just fucking pop on in there and all that data and all that good info is there for you you don't have to do any of the fucking yeah like the 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 goal is to to figure out what else i could do either during or after Bricklink that utilizes what I've learned while on Bricklink. Yeah, yeah. And I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I do think like you you found the perfect niche for, you know, doing what you what you do. And uh it's it's been pretty cool to see your empire grow, like quite honestly. Um because it's it's you you know it's one of those things where you threw your heart over the fence. And it, it seems to have been fucking paying off. So yeah, I, I don't know what the, what the low. I think twenty seventeen was the low, and twenty twenty was definitely the high. Yeah, and 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 that low was just I I I quit my job and I I went back to Bricklink full time for the first time in I guess three years. And and it was fine for like a month, and then everything crashed in like spring of 2017. Just all my numbers were were down, and it was uh it was tough. I was working other jobs after leaving a full time job. I was working part time jobs and trying to do Bricklink, and nothing really changed until I opened the retail store. Um, which was later that year, and that was like a desperation move, and it helped. And now we, it the retail store is really a way for us to get more Lego cheaply. Yeah, it kind of seems like they're they're like a symbiotic part. They are. They are having the retail store alone would be a mistake. Like, I can't imagine that. Like I know people who do that. They there, have was no dude, there was a dude here um, a long, long time ago. This is easily like 10 years ago. And uh, my non-Lego buddy was like, oh, do you know about 
whatever it wasn't it's like bricks and wheels but it's not bricks and wheels it's like just some asshole who was clearly running a brickling store out of like a retail outlet deal there, there was I, I do a business card from somebody who was called bricks and wheels i i, I, so that's, I think that's like a common name actually but it, it wasn't it's a that. fucking dumb name <laughs> it, was, it was just some dude and like I was in a crunch where I needed red boat studs, which at the time were like relatively rare. And he was like, oh, well, let me check. And he pulls out like his little fucking, you know, tackle box thing and looks through his boat studs. And uh, there's 10 of whatever color and clearly no red ones. And then he's like, well, I could order it for you. And he goes to Bricklink in front of me. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, that's like order from another store. Yeah, that's not not that's his what own his store. Deal was was like I'm just gonna buy it off a of Bricklink and then I'll sell it to you for double the cost. And I was like, Is that like the inverse of a, a we sell your stuff on eBay retail yeah, store? It's kind of what it seemed like. Uh, and then shortly he went out of business. So <laughs> the other the other crazy thing about that interaction was he had a bunch of like teenagers running around the store who clearly were like his employees who were stoked to be working in a quote-unquote lego star um and it was awful it was just one of those experiences where i was like man this is i never want to do this again like i wonder if it just wasn't the right time for that kind of business i think it probably wasn't and he he kind of reminded me of like a tabletop gaming kind of dude just like generally repugnant um so it, it wasn't a good mix if uh if we name the episodes like Nerd Rage does, the <laughs> episode we the name. <laughs> There's the episode title. Uh, I, I fucking hate naming episodes of shit. I just try and name them as generic as possible. Like, I like I like when they get named after the fact. Like I think the most reason we keep talking about Nerd Rage, at least I do. I just I listen to it. I like the I show. I the the most recent one, I'm pretty sure they just threw a name on there afterwards because it wasn't anything that was ever. It wasn't a quote from the episode. Oh, unless, that's kind of that's kind of whack. They they broke the the streak then because it's been a, a unless long it was time. something they got edited out for some reason. It, it was hmm. it was relevant, but it wasn't anything anyone said. Um, I will say this though, I everything on the uh, I take in everything through YouTube. I don't do any of the podcast pushers. And everything that I want to watch that drops, I add it to my watch later queue, and then I just kind of chip away at that. Okay. But Nerd Rage dropped today is the bottom thing in the watch later queue, and I I got through most of it today. I was like, fuck all this other stuff in here. I, that, that, not, that jumps to the top to, uh, of my list. Give Bobby his, his flowers too much. But I do okay. think that's one of the most, like, uh, listenable shows. Like, I very much enjoy, like, just doing other things and putting that on. Because it's, like, they, they've they encapsulated that hang, that scene. Like, yeah, I feel like I've hung out with those dudes for a couple of years now just by listening to their show every week. Do you think it's the in-person, recorded in one room? 100%. Kind of, 100%. Yeah. But like when I when I first conceptualized bricks and beer, I wanted it to be a round table podcast where we would do it in a studio, um, because of Joe Rogan. Like Rogan's the godfather of all, but like his thing was no, you got to be in person, and then we bullshit and you drink and you get a little a little relaxed, and you get a little loose, and we go long, and like 
then it, then it becomes a, like a true hang. And like what I really wanted to encapsulate with bricks and beer was the the con after party experience. Um, you know, I kind of feel like Bobby has kind of done that, he, even though they record it fucking the crack of dawn or whatever. They're all <laughs> coffee in the morning because those dudes are they're on a different level, man. Like I no, I never I never considered that it was morning. Like I know it's it's not. I know it's not in the evening, but I never considered that it's morning. I never associated the coffee with that because uh, people drink coffee all times of days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I get, I like my, you know, head canon of it is I just imagine like Bobby gets up and like shadow boxes by himself <laughs> and then fucking gets dressed and <laughs> immediately starts podcasting and everybody shows up at the back door and like, the porch light's still on because it's still dark, you know? If I could just get working right away in the morning, and then he goes oh, off for 28 hours or whatever. So, uh, you know, well, don't ruin my fantasy, man. That's uh, I, I could definitely ruin it, especially this <laughs> most recent episode. He does go through, like, his hourly schedule for the whole day, any given day. So he, He's a dude that puts in a lot of work for his media empire, man. What what he he talks about not being able to get enough done, but then also in the same episode, and I know this is the uh, the nerd rage, um, this is the nerd rage fanboy moment. This this is the where yeah, um, he talks about how him and his wife listened to two hours of was it Oh Holy Night, different renditions of it in order to figure out which one was the best. This is. This is the thing that you have two hours for that you don't have two hours for anything else. So, so here's we have a saying in, in my little crew of dudes, the whack look homies, and it's Jeff said a long time ago, and it's like one of those things that just like strikes a nerve, and you're like, okay, this is it, and it rings true. It's like your OCD is different than my OCD, and that is okay. Because <laughs> 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 like. Two hours of Oh Holy Night. Two hours of any song rendition. Like I don't want to hear the dubstep version. I don't want to hear the <laughs> version. Like there was too um, much. it's too much. I'll, I'll never forget this as long as I live. There's a radio station in Philadelphia that has changed formats a bunch of times. I actually worked for the cluster that included that station for a couple of years, um, and it was like two format changes post this event by that time and i think it's changed again since then since i worked there but it was i don't know what it was changing from but it was changing to uh sunny 104.5 just sunny that was the the name it wasn't anything with the letters it's uh uh just happy just yeah I i don't remember what the letters were it's been enough years since i worked there um yeah uh, it was changing to Sunny, and they, I don't know if it was like a corporate takeover or just a, uh, like a bloodbath layoff or something like that, but they clearly didn't have the rights to start the station yet, or didn't know what the station was going to be yet, or didn't have enough manpower to have a program yet because they they played uh here comes the sun for 24 hours oh my god 
Yeah, and wow. and uh, my wow. dad and I went to a flea market, and then we ate at this restaurant for breakfast, and it was they they didn't they refused to change it because they're like I don't fucking care, we just work here, like that's the station that's playing, whatever. God damn. Like and that, like, why nice. can't you change the radio? That's that's not that's not good. That's, it'd be I, really it'd be better to play "Here Comes the Sun" and then like fifty nine minutes of silence. Sun. <laughs> I think it's I think it's uh, illegal to put silence over the um, the airwaves. Um, oh for, wow! Well, that's that's why they call it dude, like dead like, how dead air. Level are you? Let's start a pirate radio station where we just broadcast nothing. That's cyberpunk. <laughs> that's the most punk rock thing of all time. You just cut in every hour, and we're back with more. But just <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I really want to know if it was a. I think I, I, I read it up on Wikipedia one time because I was just curious if there was any information about this day of infamy. And I don't remember what it said, but it did confirm, like, yes, this happened. I, I just wonder if it was a. Everyone's fired. <laughs> we're starting, we're starting this, this station new. It's like a. You know, the, the dude in the Lost World 2. Lost World One, whoever whoever the the fucking new girl guy is, who's like somebody has to man the boards. He's like the band playing on the Titanic as the Titanic goes down, except he just presses the loop button and it's <laughs> <gets> fired. <laughs> and then he just backs up, hands off the keyboard, <laughs> taken away in handcuffs. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. I've heard of of radio stations when they uh, when they get bought out or they change formats and it's just like the doors are locked the next day, yeah, and, and you know no one who works worked there could get in kind of thing that that happens that's a thing, yeah. But I mean, look, it seems like a very weird and very niche. I just don't know what 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 were the circumstances that led to, well the song is kind of like the concept of the station it's the same name ish. It's or, like a prelude. Like the one thing they had the rights to, <laughs> and they were like, "Fuck it, we 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 bought this. It, it says that we can play it as many times as we want. It's the only song that we have bought right now." And, Just, and then I I started asking myself questions like, "All right, well, how automated was their system at this point? Did they?" Did they have uh, a software that just had it in there a bunch of times with with breaks with breaks for like station IDs? That opening scene from Hackers with the robot arm that's pulling out the VHS tapes and then putting them back in. <laughs> because they, they still need to broadcast the, the, the letters and the numbers at the top of the hour every hour, like legally. And I, I didn't listen to it long enough at that restaurant to know if they were complying with the rules. or if well, it's I, think, just... I think even if you make it to the station announcement part, you probably shot yourself in the face. They might not even have it like produced yet. The new the new name and letters and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, dude, I think you should do some more research and you need to make a movie about this. <laughs> it's a Netflix <laughs> documentary. Give it to the Cohen brothers and they will make a wacky movie about it. <laughs> It'd be called Here Comes the Sun. <laughs> Here comes the Sunny. Here comes the Sunny one oh four five. Uh, good time. It's uh, good time. WR, just WRFF. Um, later they changed to 
get this, Radio 104.5. The, the name was Radio. Radio? Well, yeah. It's like, a, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, people, like, ice the cake and then and they just put, like, insert name here, you know, or whatever. And you're like, nobody proofread this. That's fine. <laughs> we just call this one Radio. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. It's not maybe, my maybe it was like a like a a joke in reference to the previous Sunny. Just, um, but I, I don't know. Well, they or have... maybe just cursed radio station. It is. It is. Uh, it was um, when I worked there. I know this is a show all about shit we didn't plan on, but when I worked well, there, it was because it it's it's the freeform show. So Radio One Hundred Four Five was a completely automated station the other five in the the, the clock vhs tapes pretty much so i'm gonna go get um, another beer so you continue your story okay just camera on the beer fridge camera on forbidden island yeah so i remember that of the six that one was the only one that was completely automated where they had two or three djs per se but they tracked all of their voiceovers in a different room all ahead of time. There was no, this person's on the air right now, really. And I just remember that that studio, because all six studios had, all six stations had their own main studio and a production studio. That studio was always really cold. And there was no dust on anything. Like humans had not been in there. It was very, very robot arm. It was droneuary. Oh man, <laughs> I love me some robots. And so some- it, it it was. I walk. I'm working the overnight, and you walk in there, and it's like 55 degrees. There's no dust on any surfaces, and and the automation is fully in control. And I I had to go in there once an hour and like initial a clipboard. For like the midnight to six a.m. shift or whatever. Okay. And it was just so sterile in there. It was it was it was funny that that station was and like this is, this is playing um, compact discs at this point. No, this uh, we're talking um, twenty twelve. Okay, so it's all it's, digital. It, it's all digital, and it's just remarkable how the other stations kind of had life to them. They had live DJs from time to time. They had like, yeah, personal effects Human in the rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this one was like, how? how this is this is yeah. This is the future. This room, just the temperature drop when you walked in was significant, and and the fact that all the doors are super heavy, soundproof. All the walls are real thick, so like you push the door open and it closes behind you, and it's like and a fucking airlock. <laughs> and you're just in the cold now. Well, you're out in space. Yeah, it's not an environment hospitable for humans. It's uh, only for robots. <laughs> only, only for robots. The like the most alternative of rock. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got we got write this movie, dude. Only for robots. The, the story of how Sunny became. It, it, radio. It's called. It's called Clear Channel. Subtitle: You might know it as iHeart. The word iHeart. iHeart. Insert word here, because they keep changing it. 
colon bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, uh, the death of terrestrial radio happened a while ago. So I, I wouldn't know. I got my car in 2014 with Sirius XM, and I haven't gone back. So we came here tonight to ramble, but we not did. about this. This is 40 minutes into the intro. Woo! Uh, <laughs> We, I, I talked about it last time. I already want to get more beer. I, I wanted to discuss the nitty gritty of going, traveling to, and running these Brickfest live shows that I did for two and a half, three years, of which I did about 30 of them. And let's say 25 of them were out of state. So. I'm going to focus on the travel ones. and That's pretty wild. What was, uh, just like a general question, what was the, the furthest trek? Like, what was the most arduous journey? Those are two different questions. <laughs> okay. Um, the furthest trek was probably Pasadena. Okay. Um, and you flew for that one? Or yes. You... Yeah. yeah, we flew for everything but... Uh, Pittsburgh, D.C., Richmond, uh, Jersey, New York. Yeah, everything but that. Okay. And then when you're flying, how are you getting your swag and your merch there? That's a truck. A truck, uh, 20, uh, what is it, um, 53-footer, like the basic truck size. I, I, all the details are leaving me. I don't know how this is going to go. But no, we fine. one full truck. So you you hire a dude who trucks your. Yeah, there's there's trucking companies that. Yeah, it's yeah. just you hire them. You tell them this, on this date to there, and then back or to another place, and they load okay. it all up from your warehouse and they take it there and then. Let, that's right. I kind of envision that you were just like full pirate life, where you were in the back of the truck, <laughs> all of the Lego, like. No. No, we uh we we flew very minimum actually. I'm not I'm not even sure what if anything was necessary that we take with us, like maybe cash. Mm, yeah. But it could have also been like in the safe, in the one case, in the truck. Yeah. Because yeah. who would know it's in there? And who wants to unload a fifty three foot truck to maybe find some cash? In in what might be a safe. Or just, you know, a drawer full of rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then what's, what was the most arduous one? Um, that's a... I don't... I'll have a better answer after a bunch of these. Okay. But... I don't Give me the worst one. What was, like, the one where you were, like, never fucking again? We're doing this. Well, I think we'll talk about that one tonight. Perfect. That's um, the one I want to hear about. Uh, I want to hear the horror stories. This one's pretty horrific. Journey-wise, um, Milwaukee, we couldn't really get flights straight to there, but you could fly to Chicago and then drive an hour and a half north to Milwaukee, oh, which is what we did. Which, an hour and a half drive is not a bad drive. Chicago traffic's um, pretty gnarly, though. And um, paint, paint I mean, you get... Paint a picture for me. What year and what time of year is this? Oh, uh, let's see. I was there from 
2014 to 2016. Okay. So in there, in that let's, range. let's say 2015. This was fall, maybe. Okay. I'm losing. I'm I'm losing details the weather, like that. The weather is not not inclement. No, no, it it wasn't bad. Uh, that would have I been a factor. Chicago, and I think of, oh my god, it's too cold. Why do people live here? Because um, I'm a wuss. Because you know, yeah, I'm out here by the beach. Uh, my blood is very thin at all times. So we did a we did a journey wise. I don't think any of them were that bad. But once you get there, some of them are awful. And we did, we did, we did one that was three weeks long in Texas. Wait a minute, how does that work? <laughs> so they have a um, it's a rodeo, but it's also kind of like a state fair, like it's a around a rodeo. So they have it's in San Antonio. Okay. They've got this rodeo. I, I am fascinated so far. <laughs> um. The headlining act was Pitbull. Dare. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, in fact. Yeah. So, <laughs> I urge you. I urge you, Pitbull. Um, so it was, it, was, it was four weekends and the three weeks in between that. And we had a rotating staff where you, you basically did three weeks out of four weeks of it kind of thing. Okay. And you and got... And, daily, right? Like, oh yeah, it was it was every day, um, and it wasn't that bad. It was it was it was very small. It was we were in this this giant tent they had built for us. Um, it, it the whole thing is in the um, the Spurs uh, like parking lot. Okay, where that's, the the stadium is. That's pretty legit. I think it was the Spurs. Um, yeah. Yeah, San Antonio. No, I'm just trying to think. Was it a different sport? But I think it was. I think it was the Spurs um, stadium, and which is like it's a real bad part of San Antonio, from what we're told. And um, that'll be it. That, that's nice outside in a parking lot. That's not. That's not this episode. We'll get to that episode. I'll just <laughs> give you a flavor of that. In that we were there for three weeks. It was February, like the entire February, and. It was still like eighty degrees, Ugh, and and, and meanwhile, it's a blizzard. It's a blizzard in Philadelphia, and we go down there, and it's eighty degrees for three weeks. I'm like, can I, can I escape this heat? I don't know. And then we at at some point during the, the during the four weeks, everybody there got food poisoning at some point. Because you're you're there and you're eating like carnival food for for four weeks. Yeah, well, you're living you're living at the state fair. Oh, we were we were we were full carnies. Yeah, yeah, bro. This is that. I mean, like, this is kind of actually. Why don't we do this episode? <laughs> Your life kind of fascinates me in a lot of ways because you you lead a very unique experience of a dude who slings Lego for a living, and for a while you were like kind of a. a you know, a gun for hire, if you will. You were, you were just doing whatever you could to fucking like make it happen and work on yeah. shows and like you've, you've got these crazy Carney Road stories. Of, uh, that's what I hope to talk about on the on this uh, this mini series here, where I, it's not going to be like 
this is how setting up the event went and this is what some some asshole who had a ticket said to me no it's it's like getting there getting back the weird story, shit like the that real things that actually matter yeah, yeah. so we're not we're not talking about san antonio tonight All we're right. going to talk about our first trip to the cow palace of which we went three times three times Alice, you can't make so in a in a a trend of state fairs we booked a venue at the maryland uh state fair venue which is the mm, I'm, I'm losing my details now it's in lutherville timonium maryland Okay, so contextualize this for me, because the only I've I've been to Maryland exactly once, and I had a buddy pick me up from D.C. and drive me. To never, never go down the barrel. <laughs> so no, uh, this uh, this is um this is is this is this like the wire? This like it, no 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 it's it's outside of Baltimore. It okay. might be the same county. It might be, but it's uh it's surprisingly it's not, it's not rural. Like it I, is, it is, it's surprisingly rural where we were. Okay. Because I think of state fairs as definitely like, you know. There's oh yeah. Skins. This was much more rural. We we're it, it was, you know, it was state fair in as much as it has livestock at it. You go okay. and you can see this. You can look this cow in the face. So, we. This is our first out of state show. We went there ahead of time. Myself and uh, my my boss, the owner of the company, we went there kind of scouting it out and meeting the, the people who were in charge of booking people to use the venue or parts of the venue. And they had several, let's call them, nice indoor buildings on this campus. Okay. Um, and then, But none of them were big enough for what we were doing. We were looking for a bigger thing. It's actually not that easy to find a venue that's the right square footage for, for the kind of show we were running a lot of stuff is smaller, and then not a lot of stuff is in our size. And then after that, it's like full-on sports stadiums yeah. or like the Javits Center in New York City, things like that, where way too big or or not big enough, and not big enough doesn't count. You don't do a smaller show. It doesn't pay off. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we went there, and the biggest building they had was called the Cow Palace because that's where they keep the cows during the state fair. This is a... Um, you, you can rescue the princess from a cow palace. The princess was not in this cow palace. Um, this was a concrete floor, not air-conditioned, but heated if you wanted that, building that was more roller doors than it was wall. Okay. And it was... It was a... Uh, it was good in certain parts of the year. So what we didn't know, because we're not from a um, state, I want to say state farm, uh, a state fair background, is that after you keep cows in a building for any amount of time... It still smells like cows. No, 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 no. You don't, you're not even prepared for what I'm about to say. After you keep cows in a building for X amount of time, you need another variable amount of time beyond that amount of time for the building to return to normalcy. And for normalcy, I mean flies. Oh, no. 
Oh, were you God. were you prepared for that? No, I was not. Neither neither the fuck were we. Uh, yeah, nobody's prepared for that except for the locals and everyone who knew. So so what is what is the anti-fly strategy local wise? Is it you shouldn't have You wait, your, you wait. Yeah, you shouldn't have your dumb fair yet. Yeah, like, yeah. So the state fair happens in I don't know, like July or August. We were there in September, maybe October. It wasn't soon enough, or it, it was too soon, I should say. Um, it was man, like the Pfizer. fucking. It was like the fucking walls were moving, man. Oh no! Oh, that's yeah. Like, never have you felt as gross. It, it was National Geographic in there, man. So we get there, or we had gone down months ahead of time. I think so before the state fair to the Cow Palace, right? So you you fly you fly to Chicago. No, no, we the, we the, this is a uh, Maryland. We drove there. Oh, okay, okay. This it's like an hour and a half. Okay, so um, an hour and a relatively uneventful travel to. It, it was like it is actually pretty close to like where um, Chris and Bobby live. So hmm. it it was like when I go to Skull Fest or something like that. It was it wasn't that bad a drive. The cow Palace underway. Yeah. Hang out with burn it down. Um, <laughs> so we had gone there ahead of time. We had seen the venue, and this is before the state fair. So it's like, yeah, it's like a building made out of concrete, but it's the right size. It's cheap. It's well lit, and and it's good. And they have there's two sides with like a, a lobby thing in the middle that had a like a food stand, a concept like a full on kitchen concession stand. Which is that's great. People can eat stuff before or after or during, and and we we booked the one side because it the two sides would have been almost twice as much space as we need because it's the biggest building they had. We booked the one side. That's fine. Uh, and just we, just as like a, a base level question, um, I mean, like I'm I'm familiar enough with Breakfast Live to sort of know what it is, but just for people who are, you know questioning uh they listened to an hour of us back and forth and apparently they have a question of like what what is breakfast live and actually like what does it contain so when you set up the show what are the key elements because i know there's like a big play brick thing yeah right? it's it's a it's a family centric lego convention with uh mostly hands-on activities uh, a lot of vendors and then the local, the local flavor, all the the lugs locally or independent mock builders who want to show off what they have. Okay, so yeah. you've got fan displays, you've got a bunch of things that people can kind of like. Yeah, it's things to do, things to see, today. things to buy. Yeah. Okay. So you, oh, you guys kind of want to establish that base. You, you convert this big concrete room into like a, everybody come have fun as a family outing and and play with some Lego and get and you, inspired. You guys are essentially responsible for every element of that except for the actual like mock display. It's like and, you, and, provide, you provide the tables and the the setup and the whatever, and then they roll in with the models. Yeah. The um. The tables are usually either a decorating company or the venue itself if they have their own in-house thing. So we we never owned any tables. I think that's silly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but you you facilitate that. You yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just the tablecloths all that we got it all covered and 
you just come in and you plop your mocks down. So we get there in September or October, just ahead of the truck. Uh, we packed up the... I don't know if it's the same day. We like we packed up the truck, and the truck left, and then we left. And, the and truck, we, we, the truck houses all of this play brick and activities shit. And... Everything. Everything that's not the vendors or the mock builders stuff. Okay. So stanchions and or... Not that's still the decorator. Still the, the venue. But it were like all, all of the, the shit, though. All of Yeah, the... all the Lego. Yeah, yeah. So we get there, and there's just flies everywhere like on you on every surface everywhere on your eyeballs yeah dude what what are you gonna do about it what 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 do you do that you entered this this room full of flies that is this this sounds like a fucking horror story it's still still showing signs that there were cows in there recently yeah that's that's no like there's like there's little clumps of hay here and there that are still stuck to the floor because, well, some sort of uh, adhesive substance is, is keeping them in patches on the floor. Solid. Yeah. Like, uh, it could have used a pretty good hose down. It didn't get it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... The uh, the decorator just ditched the carpets after that because a lot of our attractions had started with like a big square of a color of carpet and then the attraction was on that so different sections had different base level matting underneath them. Pretty sure they didn't take those carpets back mm-hmm. because of just where they were for yeah. a weekend. Yeah. There was other stuff like our um, we had we have a. We had a section with, like, beanbag chairs that was sponsored by DK. So it was, like, all the Lego books and some chairs, which is basically the place where the parents who didn't give a fuck just crashed for the show. We we ditched all the beanbag chairs. play with books. Yeah. Yeah. Beanbag chairs, ditched them. Like, they were on the shit floor for for three days. Just toss them, man. Oh, gross. Can't be recovered. You can't clean that. Um, I did. I did not expect flies and cow shit to be your number one obstacle. I thought you were going to tell me some like interesting road stories. Instead, you're telling me barn stories. And barn I, stories. We. It makes it makes sense, but it's also like, ooh, it's a it's a bad time, bro. And so it's it's Maryland. It's like September or October, and it decides to still be hot outside. And it gets humid there, right? Because it's East Coast, and it's yeah. I don't know if humidity was really a problem this weekend, but it was still hot. People refused to understand that there was um, no air conditioning in the in this fucking concrete prison, cow prison of hell. Yeah, it's just a lot of times I fell on customer service, which is not something I should ever fall on, but whatever i the the food concession stand i don't know why you would chance eating there when it's like fly fest <laughs> we called it uh we either called it fly fest live or brick fest flies was, was at least the food 
decent at, at the I, I don't think I tried it. All I know, all I needed to see was that the condiments were dispensed from udders. Like, it's not as weird as you think. So they're they're all like the big pump Heinz, like you know the mustard, but it's this fucking big and it's got a pump. But the pumps all had these attachments that looked like just it looked like the 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 diagram on the back of the condom box where it's like this fucking rigid cylinder, and it's like yeah, just like use that and 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 the ketchup will come out on whatever, and it's like I get it, cows, uh, udders. But um, just watching the flies climb all over the udders, I was, I was like, <laughs> "No, I don't need this food. I don't need this food right now." No. Um, no. no. When I'm when I'm working, working, I don't really get hungry or think about eating. I would usually go from like I'd eat breakfast or whatever at the hotel, and then I wouldn't eat again until we were done the day. And maybe after I showered the flies off of me. Yeah, the fly, so, flies blend a whole different aspect. To eating that. wasn't really a concern. It's never been a concern of mine at the shows because I'm just in work mode. I don't I don't get hungry during that. Oh man. Um you, you couldn't take enough breaks outside of this building during that show. Wow. So we uh we went to Walmart. There's actually it was it was kind of like the golden triangle of of retail. Uh it was on the um what's the there's a university that's like right there. Uh Towson. It was right near Towson and there's a shopping center that had a, a Target, a Walmart, and a Toys R Us all in like oh, one energy. Yeah, one cluster. And so we went in the we went in the mall but we went to Walmart and we went in through like the garden entrance just by chance and they had like all these Venus flytraps you could buy. And we're like No way. Dude. I, we're like, this is dumb, but let's buy these Venus flytraps. Fuck yeah. Well just like if even if they murder a insignificantly small percentage of the flies, at least it's like you're doing something. Like vengeance is yours. So we we, we, we bought one because it was dumb. We bought one, we named him Roger. Because our truck driver's name was Roger, and they both had about the same amount of teeth. Okay. The truck, the truck driver, and the Venus flytrap. Yeah. <laughs> same amount of teeth. The, the, the movie with with the giant one. A um, uh, little shop of horrors. Yes, I've never seen that movie. What is that one called? Um, it. The other character is Seymour, right? Not not the Seymour. Yeah, Seymour. That's I, I that's, that's not the Venus flytrap, though, right? No, it's it's like a crazy fictional, you know, Super Mario version. No, 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 no. But that whatever the piranha plant. Yeah. 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 No, we we bought a Venus flytrap. We named him Roger. He had the same amount of teeth as our truck driver. Who I think we never saw Roger again after he he did a few more shows, but. A couple, like a year later, we never saw him again. We found out that um, he got in a he got in a trucking accident, and and uh, as they say in uh, in Clone High, he's a cripple now. <laughs> Whoa, that got dark. <laughs> they got real dark. They got real dark. I so think so. How I, I, did you murder with this fucking Venus flytrap? 
I mean, you could shine a light and see there's one in there at most times. So it was a well-fed boy. And then at the end of the weekend, what do you do with Roger? Uh, we went and we planted them out in one of the flower beds in the definitely not a Venus flytrap's regular climate of Maryland. <laughs> so he did. Yeah. Well, he had a good ride, though. He had a good ride. We yeah. also bought, like, the, the bay of uh, endless, endless pleasure. Here you go. At one point, we actually bought the biggest, baddest uh, bug zapper you could possibly buy. Like one of these industrial hang-it-outside bug zapper. And we, we suspended it behind one of the curtains in, in like somewhere in the middle of the, uh, the venue and left it on overnight where it's the only light in the building. These are battle-hardened flies, man. They don't fuck with that bug zapper. They said, I see that bug zapper. I'm like three generations deep of knowing about that. You can't tell me that they were were just going to try to overpower the bug zapper. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I would have loved to see, like, I would have loved to see a a sand style, like a hourglass-style heap underneath where it's just like a a cone of flies because they fall and then they... They trickle down the pyramid. Well, that's how they're, they're building the tower to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> it can't kill us all. No, it uh, it it didn't do anything. It uh, they they were too smart. They knew better. Well, so, yeah. some of the vendors went out and bought like the those like electrified tennis racket style bug zappers, and they were just zapping them out of the air like all weekend long, but. It, it wasn't worth it. At one point, the the brick show had just gotten the uh, Desolation of Smog set because it had come out early-ish, like that weekend. Okay. And they were trying to do their review of it, like video, re- recording their video of the review of it in this venue with the flies. And at one point, they like brought in a pizza. I'm like, you can't bring food into here. Like, it's done. They brought in a pizza, and they just let the flies have it. It wasn't like a diversion. It was just a, yeah, we shouldn't have brought the pizza in here. It's a lost cause now. Why, why did you even bring it in the room? This sounds like you guys tried to step a Lego show in like the deepest, darkest jungles of Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a tiger to show up or something. Yeah, yeah. So one, our tradition after all these shows, or at least for like the first two years was after the show is all done everything's back on the truck the truck is away we're just ruined um all there is left to do is go to sleep and then go home is we go to a diner and we just eat everything and this is at like two in the morning makes sense. or whenever it's done done we go to this diner so there's a the nautilus diner is right across the street from this place and uh, we ate there. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can remember the places we eat in all these all these locations. Like I know Milwaukee had like, so li- live slot machines in the diner, and it was real sad. You, when you when yeah. you go to the diner, what what is the clutch go to? Like, what is your your normal? Oh well, I should preface it by saying there was a traditional. Like sharing plate for the table at all these, which was um, 
It was as many people as were there at the diner, plus three servings of bacon just on a plate. So if there's eight people there, there'd be like 11 servings of bacon on one plate. And that was what we did That's almost almost every time. Uh, but what do what do I order? I don't know, man. I I don't know. I have a go to. I think I, I mix it up. I'm I'm like diner food to me is kind of weird because it's like I enjoy American cuisine, and sometimes I'm like, man, this is like terrible, but I'm <laughs> gonna make it awesome. And then it usually is that way. Like for me, definitely like bacon is a component of like, if you're eating in a diner, you're going to have some bacon, some, some bacon and egg, yeah. some kind. I don't remember yeah. what I got. If I got anything most often. I mean like hash browns, bacon, eggs. That's like, I don't even know, I, but I don't even know that I went towards breakfast with it. Hmm. The okay. bacon wasn't like a breakfast prelude. It was just like, Bacon. Yeah, we I, like bacon. Like a club sandwich, like a good club sandwich at a diner. Is I'm I'm usually there, like a BLT or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. BLT or, or a turkey club. Yeah, that might be what I do. The the triple decker turkey club with with uh, more mayonnaise than anyone needs in their lifetime. There there was a hot minute where I was really all about the Monte Cristos because like fuck cardiac health, <laughs> you know. Like, you fry my sandwich. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it. Um are diners big are diners big on the West Coast? Uh yes and no. So, no, so now I, I define a diner as twenty four hours. Yeah. So if it's not twenty four hours, it doesn't count. There's there's actually um so like where I grew up in San Diego, there's very little diners. There's like, you know, Denny's and then there's a, a handful sort of, of like old We try not to do chains if possible. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I also I don't know that I count those. But like there, there's a handful of like old school diners, but then here in LA, like because I think there's a little more history here, there's a lot of shit that's like left over from the fifties. Um, sure. So this is like uh, the common LA thing is like twenty four hours. It does everything. It's like hamburgers and burritos and tacos and euros and fucking like a little bit of everything. Yeah, um, now, I can't say that you could get anything mexican at a diner on the east coast like you could get everything but everything doesn't include mexican style food over here at least yeah yeah it seems like here there's the that's the one like culinary adjunct to, yeah to the traditional uh, it makes sense it makes sense and yeah. if you're gonna do everything do everything well and it and it doesn't require any extra equipment because you're just using no. a grill and a you know a stove for all the same cooking like, and all the same stuff we're 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 a little bit spoiled in that our our first shows were all relatively close radially to where we're all from okay. and like diners are from new jersey <laughs> like, yeah that's yeah. where diners come from and that's where diners go to die. So the thing we did. I'm, there were some shows where I'll tell you yeah. we didn't find a diner. Is uh, I'm I'm a big sandwich fiend, and I, I like a, a fucking Atlantic City, New Jersey style submarine sandwich. Like that's that's a 
great thing for me. And it's kind of hard to find here and there's variations of it. Um, and it, it doesn't seem like the, the sandwich culture here seems to be less sophisticated than back East. I think they take it more seriously there. We, we, we're so sophisticated. We can't even agree on what they're called. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all about, it's all about fighting for your particular, you know, I mean, part, part the, the race, I guess they, they are only hoagies in my opinion and never anything else. Okay. Like I, I, I had, uh, we got, we got takeout from this like pizza place that's down the street that we don't really get pizza there, but it's, it's like one of those pizza and sandwiches and burgers and anything related. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I got, I got a hoagie tonight. There you go. Two nights. And a lot of onions, and now it's all I taste. It's the best. It's the best. I, I you gotta get the hot peppers though. The hot peppers is the key. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into like. Here, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah keep oil. talking. Like jardinera, jardinera is like the killer thing. Uh, I've actually gone like to ridiculous lengths out of my way to buy sandwiches because I like sandwiches so much. I will drive like an hour north of here to go meet these. Them. Ah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look what it's called. Hoagie spread. Dude, dude. I'm all about that. Fuck yeah. Like, I, I love that shit because it's, it's greasy, right? So you put it on pizza, you put it on fucking whatever. It's like just the oil itself is like delish. <laughs> so, I think my mom, my mom grew up in Jersey. So I think I have some like okay. genetic memory of like being <laughs> fucking hoagies and big sandwiches and shit not all of the places we went had a food option and it was really crushing when there's just nothing you could do at that hour Mm -hmm. the cities that were closed at that hour that's that reminds me of when when kevin hinkle was telling his story about going to was it brick slopes the one in like salt lake city Okay. Where the show is Friday and Saturday because the the whole place is everything's closed on Sunday, so there wasn't a convention on Sunday. It was it was a Friday Saturday show because yeah, you know you because of Jesus. Yeah, you were supposed to go to church. Yeah, you're not supposed to hang out and try to find good sandwiches or sling Lego. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, nothing else really comes to mind about Brickfest flies. <laughs> But that was uh, that was the Cow Palace, all right, at the uh, Maryland State Fairgrounds. All for time for a minute. Yeah, I we did go back twice more. Neither of those times had flies. Yes, we were worried that they might, but I what months? Was, I think it was just later in the fall. Both of those times, if I recall, the building didn't have air conditioning, like I said, so it wasn't somewhere where we were going to go anywhere closer to the spring or summer but we went back in maybe november october november both of the times i guess 2014 15 and 16 we went there i worked all three of them because all three of them were while i was still working there i don't know if they have done that venue since it seems like they might have chopped a lot of the unsavory venues after i left 
but also I didn't go to any of the ones after I left, so I don't know if they added new unsavory venues. They could very well have done that. I mean, but, not not to be the Monday morning quarterback here, but if I'm looking at the sheet, and you're like, okay, um, the whatever convention center, the Expo Hall, Cow Palace. I circle that one, I'm going to cross it out. <laughs> <laughs> so when we went, it was fine. <laughs> when we went for the actual show, it was not fine. It was a when Clive we, Parker movie. <laughs> when we went for the two years after that, in like a month later in the year, it was fine. The venue okay. was fine in November of like 15 and 16. You just, you have to uh, make sure the cows have vacated enough. And time. if you're a local, you would have known that. Mm. But we were not local to that show. So that was that was the cow palace, man. So that was, I remember that was an arduous one. I love I love a good trying road trip story. Like the best camping trips for me are the ones where like my my favorite moment of camping or like any road trip is like the first shower when you're home and you <laughs> move the grime. You know, it's like you you become a new person. You sort of like strip off your old person. You're like. Yeah, so that was uh, we stayed at a really nice hotel right around on. Right on. around the corner, and then like I think the last time we stayed there, we stayed at a, a different hotel, but it was like in the same complex. Um, not that that's important. It's just you know, it's it's nice to go back to that hotel, and you you always think like the best thing I could possibly do is is shower. And then sleep consistently from now until I got to go back. Get as much as possible. Never it, works out it's like that. It's interesting to me because I associate conventions because of the way that I do it as a, you know, attendee. Is that you show up, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday night, like as early as possible. However much fucking time you can escape away from the real world kind of shit. Um, oh yeah the attendee is like how long can i stay in this in this hall the person working it obviously is quite the opposite yeah yeah well and so for me like the worst moment of a convention is always the sunday because the sunday is you you brought something big and dumb like let's say forbidden island and now you've got to pack it out while they're doing closing ceremonies and you, you might have to go up there and like deal with this stuff while you're also talking to your friends about, we should get an Uber to the airport. What time is your flight? And you're like, uh, in like two hours, like we need to leave. And so it's just this mad rush. And then there's a four day cumulative hangover. It's <laughs> just crippled and destroyed me. So like at that point, I just want to die. Like it's like every time, like I've done these things for a decade and like, it's it's definitely getting worse as I get older, <laughs> but it it's like you know. So I would love. I I only did it one time where I like bought the hotel for the extra night where I was like, no, like we don't need to like have everything happen at once. All in the fucking like pack up, panic, get to the airport. 
one of the times I fucking got to the airport and me and Ryan Wood and Katie Wood had to literally run to the plane, like, because we were so fucking late. So you're running with your carry-on luggage full of your fucking dumb Lego mocks and like we did that. We I yeah I never in these three years I never missed a flight, but I definitely had to run a couple times because um oh, it's you know, the worst. I misread the time or whatever, and it's it's not like I'm going to the same show every year. It's a different airport every time. It's a different procedures, different distances to the gates, and all that. Yeah, like I was, I was sprinting in that San Antonio airport, and they go like, "Hey, you're out of this gate. Take this train." And you're like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) Yeah, the train. What uh, what what one is like that? Um, yeah, Chicago has a train. Uh, O'Hare has has a definite train you ride. Uh, when I went to TFCon, you you to get off and like I flew like <laughs> that's 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 a different episode. But I, I flew there's there's a little airport in Trenton, New Jersey, which is I guess the closest airport to me that has real flights, not just like this guy's Cessna, but real airplanes. I mean, uh, I think- it, it's that guy's Cessna. That's a way more gangster way to go. <laughs> to Chicago? I don't know if it's making it. <laughs> but I, I've flown out of Trenton a couple times. And next time I talk about one, it'll be Cincinnati, in which we did fly out of Trenton because it's like a commuter airport where there's there's one gate. It's just like it's a house-sized building, and it oh, does yeah, like yeah. six flights a day. But it's all for businessmen who it's like, I live in New York, and I need to go to chicago for a meeting and i need to be there by 9 a.m and then i need to come back at 5 p.m so the flights are only like here and there in the day and not anywhere in between so it's kind of awkward but it's it's cheap and it's direct and if it flies to the city you're going to go for it and you just park on like a dirt field it's great (laughs) so i've flown out of trenton a few times when i went to tfcon in chicago i flew out of trenton and it's it's almost like the airlines that give the airport the most money get the closest to the hub. But then when you fly uh, Frontier, you're like, oh, you're at you're at the this is where the train stops. Yeah. At the end. And then you got to take the train its full length back to um, civilization, <laughs> a.k.a. the rest of the airport. Well, that's fun. So I, I hope this was uh, entertaining talking about these shows in a different way i i'd stories, like to stories from the road stories of of slinging slinging lego across the country as as lemmy said we are the road crew indeed i'd like to try to do these in chronological order so i think cincinnati would be the next one I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to forget some. There's going to be some that were so uneventful that I forget them. Overlaps. It'll be an organic, uh, yeah, you know, exploration. Like I definitely want to talk about Chicago and Milwaukee and San Antonio and Cincinnati and I guess Houston. Um, (laughs) They're escaping me. There was. There was a lot of repeats, because the ones that worked, we did them two or three times. Miami was a good one uh, to talk about, not attendance-wise. Was Pitbull there? 
because that's that's where he lives. Uh, maybe. I know that there was a there was a real amount of Spanish. Like um, I, I said it before, me and the three guys I was with had to had to pool. We had to hive mind our Spanish. We had to we had to say, all right, the four of us know enough Spanish to get this done. If we like, <laughs> if we work as a group, we can Spanish, and we did. Right on. Right on. <laughs> For better or worse, we uh, we uh, we successfully ordered coffee in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you think I meant at the convention? No, this this is at this like walk up coffee place in a strip mall across from the hotel. <laughs> Quattro Cafe. <laughs> I, I assure you there's more to it than that. Uno con sugar. <laughs> All right, well, let's try not to let it drag on too long. This has been uh, Bricks and Beer. Hey, go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's your mom's favorite podcast. It is. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Yeah. And Paul can get us out of here, and you can 